For over a thousand years, Western civilization has been stuck in a dark age of sexual repression and misinformation. We get an oversexed overload from the media, but nothing in the way of honest, helpful, practical information on sex and how to do it right. That sucks, and I'm fucking sick of it. My name's JV Althoras, and I've spent a couple decades learning everything I can about how to have amazing sex and more of it. Not in a classroom like a lot of people who talk about sex. I learned it all in the gutter, right where mom told me I'd end up. It's my mission to bring an end to the sexual dark age with brutally honest talk and education on all aspects of sex and sexuality, in an atmosphere that will keep you entertained without treating you like an idiot. Shara and I are not doctors, certifiable perhaps, but not certified in any way. And that means we don't have to talk about vaginas and penises to maintain academic credibility. You got a problem with a vagina? Call a gynecologist. You want to learn more about pussies and cocks and how to make them happy? You've come to the right place. Ending the Sexual Dark Age is now sponsored by the Internet's most trusted name in adult toys. A happy pussy likes to play more often. AdamandEve.com is offering you guys half off on your choice of thousands upon thousands of vibrators and dildos and cock rings and strap-ons, nipple clamps, porn DVDs, butt plugs, pocket pussies, anything else you can imagine to either get yourself off or have some fun with your playmate. As always, we highly recommend making sex toys part of your sex life. And right now, AdamandEve.com is only asking for one chance to impress you. They're offering an awesome deal in support of ending the sexual dark age. And the whole thing goes a little like this. By typing dark age, all one word, for the offer code at checkout, you will get 50% off the most expensive item in your cart, with a few exceptions, free shipping, three free porn DVDs, and a sexy free mystery gift. Free DVDs are selected randomly and added to your order before they ship. AdamandEve.com is willing to damn near pay you to get off. So stop by, enter D-A-R-K-A-G-E at checkout, and proceed to collect on an awesome deal. Or just follow one of the links on SexualDarkAge.com. And if you like surfing on your smartphone, be sure to check out Adam and Eve's new mobile site. Yes, you too can buy dildos right from your iPhone now, thanks to Adam and Eve. Greetings, and welcome to episode 62. <laughs> Hello. Why are you giving me that look? I always give you that look. You don't always give me that look. Well, today I'm giving you that look, then. I should go back through the archives and see how many times the show starts exactly like this. <laughs> you give me some dirty look. I think that would be a good assignment for some you for the day. a guilty conscience. <laughs> I never have a guilty conscience. You've been fucked a lot this week. Is it, I what, have. Is it messing with your head? No, I don't think so. I think I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it doesn't mess with my head. I just think it makes me sassy. Well, you're kind of always sassy. The, it particularly... Uh, it when you've just, been having a lot of orgasms, you're particularly sassy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you were just hoping for a reason to use yeah, that. Yeah, like eight seconds before I pushed record, she was like, oh, you're not going to need that today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Giggity. Yes, first blush, what is it? Uh, oh, it's less than a minute in, so this should be an entertaining Seriously, episode. it's less than a minute? Yeah. So, well, the first thing I want to talk about, because it's kind of fresh in my head, is uh, this isn't a listener question. It's just something I think that's worth mentioning once in a while. I, we all, well, not all of us, but many of us have a lot of sex toys. And sometimes you get something and you use it a little bit and then you put it away and you might actually forget about it. And it doesn't mean, you know, you don't do anything with sex toys, but it just means certain sex toys might fall out of the rotation. This morning, I realized that we had not used nipple clamps in quite a while. <laughs> I'm just listening. 
I so haven't heard, it, you know, a statement or a question. Or, <laughs> so I'm just listening. Oh, this needs to be a video podcast. Sometimes <laughs> you guys should see how she's looking at me. But seriously, you know, we all have sex toys probably that we don't use as often. And uh, I am currently actually cleaning out the basement as well, my storage room. So uh, it's also kind of topical. Something that you don't ever intend to use again, you probably might as well get rid of. Are you saying you want to get rid of the nipple clamps? No. Those aren't something I'm never going to use again. Those I'm just something... asking because you're taking it from... I promised you to work you back up to clover clamps. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, you know, maybe it's healthy once in a while to just go through your sex toys and evaluate whether or not it's worth keeping some of them. You know, because certainly I think we need to go through your dildos. Well, the dildos can always be useful as that little comic that, you know, we had on there about guns and dildos both being useful. And the lady, two ladies were sitting out in front and the one lady had been watching the other lady's kid. And all of a sudden the two boys come running out playing with the dildos as guns. Yes. No, that was a hilarious video. Anyone on Facebook has seen that. Yes. And, last and week probably. oh, it was on, it was spread all over the place, but. My point is, they became useful. She might not be using them anymore, but the kids found them useful. Well, she might have been using them last night as far as that commercial <laughs> yeah. goes. Yes, let's hope she cleans her toys when she's done. <laughs> <laughs> the embarrassment on her face was cute. That was good. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, you have dildos that you're never going to use again. Correct. Correct. So we should probably go through the dildo archives at some point in the recent I think maybe we should go through them and, you know, test each one and see. If I'm down for that. Okay. Well, then it's it. your job. By Wednesday, so I will give you three days, to go through your entire dildo collection. Oh, my entire? I thought you were talking about this drawer. <laughs> okay, well, we'll start with this drawer. Phew. So we, I want you to go through the dildo drawer in the living room. <laughs> and we're going to pass fail every dildo that's in there. It's either getting stuck in you over the course of seven days after Wednesday. or Like, like I have a problem it. with that. What? Like, I'd have a problem with well, that. Well, I know. But I think they should all be tested. You know, there are certain ones. It, all, all dildos are a little different. And certainly you have ones that you don't particularly like. Because I Correct. know you have tried some before and said, oh, well, you know, that was, I mean, obviously if it's doing the job, it's doing something. But it's not necessarily doing it with style. Correct. I'm kind of the simple kind of gal. Give me the nice, smooth slide in, slide out, you know, motorized, a lot of power. You know, I'm kind of a easy kind of gal. Everybody's always tried, oh, try this one, try that one. But, you know, I'm kind of a very... Yeah, no, your, your favorite vibrator is like a simple six ninety nine pocket rocket. Mm -hmm. Well, well a little I, bigger than a pocket yeah, rocket. Yeah, definitely, because the pocket rockets can get lost inside of you, you know, every now and then. So <laughs> I prefer something I can hold on to and, you know... Well, but I do give you credit because in all the time we've been together, I've never had to go fishing for a dildo with you. No, you and haven't. I cannot say that for every woman I've ever been with. <laughs> Yeah, I had this one friend once. Got something lost up there. Help. <laughs> I had this one friend once. Okay, get, let me get my hard hat and my searchlight. <laughs> I have to share this story. I, and you may have heard this, but I'm sure the audience hasn't. I had this friend once, and it was her wedding day. And I was in her wedding. And so she called me up and she said, you have to get over here. I said, I'm in the middle of doing my hair. She said, you have to get over here. I said, what's the matter? I said, you know, we went out last night. You know, it was the bridal party. Went out and did the rehearsal dinner. Then we went out to the bar that he was the bartender at and, you know, hung out there for a while. Well, she didn't realize that she had a tampon in. And he decided to, apparently to stick it in her outside of the bar. And so 
she said, I can't get the tampon out. And I said, okay, well, I worked in the medical field at the time. So I said, if you just lay down, get a pair of tongs, you know, and just get a pair of tongs and just, you'll be able to grab onto it. Yeah, and... you can often coax it out with your finger. I've... Well, it was too high up there. So... I've done that job. <laughs> so, she... <laughs> so she couldn't do that. So I'm like, I'm telling you, the emergency room is going to do basically the same thing. It's it, They're shaped like tongs and, you know. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I can't. I said, yes, you can. She says, I said, uh, by the time I get there, it's going to be time to go to the church. So she said, I'm just going to run up there. And I said, okay, go to the ER. And it's, you know, so she did. And so then she called me. She says, okay, I'm all set. She goes, and you were right. They did exactly that. So anyway, so. Yeah, just get some salad tongs. Everybody ought to have salad tongs. That's why I like. You know, the nice round ones with no sharp edges on them. I always got worried with the little pocket rockets that, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, I get extremely wet. So for me, pocket rocket could, you know, just get lost in there. So true. I like to make sure I have something longer than a pocket rocket. So <laughs> that doesn't happen to me. And it has not yet or happened to me. you just tie me. a rope to it. Hmm. Yeah. That, that. If you started using something that plugged in the wall, you'd never have to worry about that. <laughs> you have like six feet of cord. Hmm. <laughs> have to have a high enough outlet to plug it into. Although we do have one at work that of I could go Of course, your too tight for anything to get too far up in there. <laughs> well, now, I mean, I don't know when it gets really wet. You know, I don't know. Well, it just means it's tight and slippery. It is slippery, I'll tell you. Pretty wet this morning. It was. I can't complain. You, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. Three times in how long? Oh, that's, uh, that's three uncontrollable blushes in seven and a half minutes. You're doing pretty well. And I have been getting great feedback as the, on the xylophone as opposed to the bell. Apparently, a lot of the people who disliked it disliked it simply because of the actual tone of the note. Yes. So, I've tried to get people, you know, to write in about the xylophone, And too. you have failed. I know. <laughs> I tried, but that's okay. Every 10, 15 episodes or so, we invite the audience to write in and tell, tell us what they think about it. And every time it's the same result, they fucking love it. Hmm. I'm glad for them. Well, mostly they love it. Not everyone loves it, but so by anyway. and large. So anyway. Yeah, so anyway. And if you could give me till Thursday on that, because, you know, we've started our workout program since we're going to be going to Cancun. Oh, yes. Yes, we will be joining. So we, will be, we will be in Cancun for Swing Set Takes Desire in November. Nice. Can't so, wait. Yes, that is going to be a good time. Yes. We so. are both badly in need of a tropical paradise vacation. Being surrounded by a bunch of sexy people is the right way to go. Yes, so makes me want to work out even more. So, so your our my workouts are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday we have an event to go to. So I kind of need till Thursday because I don't like to rush my dildo drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you want to give me a day off from work, you know. No, I didn't think. I so. think not. <laughs> I I think we should have a call in on that, you know, and right in. Should Shara <laughs> get a day off of work to go through her dildos? Well, one. It's not like you punch a clock somewhere. You're going to have to get all that work done anyway. So it's not actually time off. True. Very true. All right. Well, we'll just bypass that then. <laughs> You'll make me work the weekend, 4th of July. But weekend. yes, we just uh, we just booked our rooms. We will mm -hmm. have a... And our flight? Yeah. All set. An oceanside room with a king-size bed, ocean view of the nude beach. <laughs> and then I feel more relaxed already. And then, <laughs> and then right behind that we have the AVN that we're gonna yes, do and we in are January. Going back to Vegas for AVN, so we're yes. gonna be 
We didn't really get a chance to enjoy AVN, so this will be more exciting. Cause well, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to plan it better this time. Yes, more organized. It was a little, yeah, we, we were a little half-assed last time. And do our podcast from there, so yep. that'd be fun. Oh, yes, there should, uh, there will definitely be at least one podcast done from Paradise. And spend time with our medical advisor and his lovely wife. I always love seeing them. Right, but that will be Vegas. They are that's not a, available no, for desire. That's what, I, that's what I meant. I meant Vegas. Oh, okay. I'm just jumping around. Oh. We're globetrotters now. <laughs> of course, every time we travel, we go to Southwest United States or, you know, like just south of the Southwest United States in Cancun. But I know, you know, I'm spending more time on planes anyway. I've never needed a passport because Canada was like, I don't consider, I mean, I know it is another country, but yeah, it's we're only kind of technically another country. I mean, to us, it's like our now neighbor. Now you need a passport or the enhanced license. Right. But so. up until 9 11, if you had a driver's license that right. said Michigan, nobody gave you any trouble. Right. So. That being said, it'll be, you know, kind of nice to get that all taken care of so we can travel more. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the first listener question of the day is about chemotherapy. Uh, he writes, in listening to your last episode, I was reminded that you have a medical consultant for the show, and I have a question I hope they can answer. So background info. About nine months ago, I was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer and began chemotherapy. For most of the intervening time, my interest in sex has been minimal, although it is starting to return on and off, usually towards the end of the cycle before I dose again. There are warnings on drug labels along the lines of, do not use this drug if you are nursing. I've never heard one along the lines of, don't have someone else drink your cum as part of a blowjob if you use this drug. But I'm wondering, especially considering the drugs I'm on are some nasty shit, do I need to be concerned about the drugs getting into my cum and potentially hurting my partner? Which is an excellent question. And first, I want to say, you know, so many people have to go through chemo, and it's such a horrible thing to go through that you don't want to wish it on anybody. And I just, you know, have to say that I think that the research is waylaid because how many people would be out of a job for cancer research? Because I can't believe that we don't have a a cure for this by now. So it makes it 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 sands me to have a, a listener, you know have yeah. to even write in about this because there are so many unanswered questions that relate to that and even your sexual activity you know you're so tired i i mean some of my friends told me week one is the chemo treatment and then week two you're still kind of down and out and week three you start getting better so you basically have one week out of that month that you feel okay but it certainly probably doesn't put you in the sexual mode so you know you need a partner to really help you carry that through to see you know if they can help you with that, because it's got to be tough. Yeah, so thankfully, this one actually does have an answer. And Good. kudos, yeah, kudos to uh, to our listener for asking. And yes. I, one of the things I love about our audience is they do come up with the most interesting questions. They do, and uh, I'm glad, because there's yeah, probably so our, a lot of people yeah, in this position. Our medical advisor took a little bit of time with this one. I but, love our uh, medical advisor. Yeah, he uh, he did find an answer, and he, even he said, you guys made me work on this one. <laughs> Uh, but, we, owe him, we owe him something when we go to see him in Vegas. Yeah, so this information comes from the MD Anderson Cancer Center at the University of Texas from okay. their website. And uh, we're going to do, we're going to read a quote here real quick, which is just a snippet. And then we're going to provide a link to the information in the show notes. Okay. And as with everything else, we are not medical doctors, even though we have 
a practicing medical professional as a resource. Uh, he will always be the first to say this is information that is out in the public domain and we are helping you find it. Uh, but we strongly suggest you take this information and have a conversation about the drugs you are on with your doctor just to make sure that you have advice that is tailored to your situation. And I absolutely agree because uh, I, I have somebody who's going through that right now and the doctor was very thankful that the person was honest with them and said, you know, this is what I'm doing because it can greatly affect your treatment if yes. you don't keep that doctor fully informed. So, yes, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So basically, uh, the uh, the quote from there from the MD Anderson brochure is: Some chemotherapy drugs can be present during treatment in semen or vaginal fluid. If your partner is receiving chemotherapy, use condoms or a dental dam for the first seventy two hours after his or her chemotherapy is finished to avoid any exposure to his or her drugs. This is especially important if a man is on chemotherapy and his wife is pregnant. So in general, what it sounds like is if they're only worried about precautions for seventy two hours. If he doesn't even have the desire for a couple, three weeks, it should be absolutely no issue at all. Right. Uh, but again, you know, drugs vary. Uh, but it seems it seems from this that the chemo drugs get out of your system very quickly, or fairly quickly anyway, or at least get down to a point where they're not going to be passed down in your fluids. And remember, don't be embarrassed to talk to your doctor about this because that's what they're there for. So don't, you know, hesitate to ask those questions. In fact, the doctor probably give you kudos that you are up to having sex or want sex. Yep. During everything else that you're going through. so In general, it tends to keep you healthy as long as you are physically capable. Right. So don't hesitate to, you know, double check everything with your doctor. That's what he's there for, he or she. Yes. So every once in a while, we have one with a pretty straightforward answer, and that gets to be it. So we start the show with kind of an easy one. And we wish you the best of luck, sir. Yes, very much so. And on a, on a related note, we have a question from J.M., which came through on Facebook. She says, uh, thank you so much for your program and for the fun, informative ways you guys help your audience overcome sexual repression. I got married, <laughs> I got married very young and did not experience much prior to getting married. We were both raised in very conservative households and most things were not discussed or plain, explained. So we kind of learned from trial and error. Since listening to your program and reading erotica, I have become more curious and wanted to expand the things we do to give each other pleasure. Just this morning, when we took a shower, I decided to go down on my husband and give him a good morning blowjob with him ejaculating in my mouth. In 25 years, I've, I have never, ever finished this way. I enjoyed feeling him reach orgasm in my mouth, but how do I get to swallow? It did not taste bad, but I just couldn't make myself swallow. I was afraid that if I tried to swallow, I'll gag or throw up and make things awkward, so I just let the falling water take care of business. My husband was amazed that I actually let him come inside my mouth since I have never done it for him before. I know for a fact that my husband just loves having me blow him and does not have a preference, at least not that he has told me, if I finish with him in my mouth or outside. Please share with me your experiences with fellatio and how I should work with my fears and hesitation of swallowing. Again, thank you for your program and for your honest feedback. Well, Jay, I will tell you that I was hesitant my first time because I didn't know what it was going to taste like. And, and every man is different. It's not always the same. So. And it also varies based on diet. It can right. vary based on what they've been doing for the last couple of days. So it's just like a pussy tastes different depending on what was happening with the body that day and with activity and so does cum. Right. So certain foods could definitely affect the taste. Uh, however, I, I will say this. I enjoy swallowing, uh, as JV well knows. So <laughs> I look forward to it. And yes, go ahead. So anyway. I do. I enjoy it. You have to give it a couple times. Uh, you know, 
just the the swallowing technique is just like you know anything else that you have to swallow that you that you're not sure if, whether you're going to like it or not so just you know try to go easy on yourself and go slow and you know and hopefully um sometimes jv's loads are larger than other times it depends on you know how often we're having sex so um so just I mean, I, I enjoy it. I would, I would definitely try swallowing it and um, maybe watching what he has in his diet. Well, and she said it does, she said it tastes good and she's more concerned with, you know, physically being able to swallow. So yeah. I, I have to wonder, I mean, my first thought is maybe she had him too far in her mouth when he was coming. Because uh, that's something that isn't necessarily talked about. You know, Shara, Shara has to pull back a little bit. You know, she's not, she doesn't take a load in her mouth while she's deep loading me. She has to pull back a little bit to give it room to spray her tonsils, <laughs> which she also kind of likes. Ooh, this is getting a workout today. <laughs> okay, so I do like it. Yes, he's right. Yes, um, but uh, so I, I think that may be part of the challenge is I don't know. The only time in going about my daily business that I have to swallow anything while my jaw is not shut is if I'm drinking out of a water bottle or something, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm gulping. Uh, but it may just be a physical inexperience with swallowing with anything in your mouth. Uh, so I think maybe if you pull back, so just the head is in your mouth, it'll give you a little bit of room. And in order to do a little bit of practice with it, um, I hate to suggest the cliche of bananas, but it's not terrible, um, or a water bottle or anything, you know, anything about the size of a cock between your teeth, practice swallowing and just get used to the physical motion. Cause it may have just taken her by surprise. True. And I didn't think about it because, you know, I'm so into, giving the blowjob that I honestly don't think about my technique and what, you know, how I'm doing it because I just, I, I know when he's getting ready to come. And then, like you said, I, I pull back a little bit. And when you mentioned that, I stopped to do a little visual of this morning and you know, how we were doing things and yesterday and yeah, you're right. I pull back a little yeah. bit. So, and that's, that's kind of natural. Yeah. Um, cause you just, you, there has to be a little room for it to go or else you're going to gag. You're going to choke. Cause there's, it's going to fill up and it's got nowhere to go because you've got this cock deep inside your throat. And, and I wouldn't actually do it to you, but I have this, you know, this morbid cartoony fantasy of watching Jay shoot out your nose. <laughs> I have to admit that. I'll admit it on the show. Not saying that I wouldn't I'm let you ashamed. do it, but I'm thinking about, you know, the uncomfortable part of the yeah, nose. That would so, probably yeah. be right. Well, considering it would almost certainly require filling up your entire, entire sinus cavity with jizz, it may not be practical. Yeah. But. So <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you, you know, have that little visualization going on for yourself, but do nothing about it. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome very much. Yeah. But I hope, Jay, that you'll get back with us and let us know if we were helpful and uh, how it goes the next time. But uh, again, there are a lot of women out there who don't think to do that and don't think about surprising um, their significant other. So I'm glad that you did that uh, because yeah. you put a smile on his face. And I'm sure that, you know, he's... He walked away thinking this is going to be a great day because you gave him something that you hadn't done before from what it sounds like. And so, you know, that in itself is kudos to you. So, yep, absolutely. Congratulations on the adventure. Yes. It's, you know, I mean, fun things. That's what keeps a relationship really exciting and, and going is the different things that you do. Yes. And we're always happy to instigate blowjobs <laughs> and pussy licking and pretty much all of it. Else. Absolutely. Yep. The whole show. (laughs) I have to say that when we met up with our medical advisor, uh, it was interesting to hear some of his stories 
uh, because he had some good ones. Yeah, and- he's you know, he, and obviously no names were involved, but over the over the course oh. of twenty some odd years giving counseling for sexual disorders, he has come across a few doozies. Right. Well, actually, I was talking about some of his own experiences oh, that yeah. he shared um, with us. So they were very interesting, and um, how he has brought uh, you know in in his I mean he's married now, but it, he's brought people you know, into a whole new world of awareness, you know, both just in his patient care and um, his past experiences. So it's good to know that there's good men like that out there because that's good stuff. All right. So we have a bunch of quick kind of quickie questions today, Um, but this one may take a little bit more conversation. So uh, TB writes on Facebook, Hi there, I need to ask you guys a question. How do I turn off the dominant side of sex? I think I might be a little too much for my partner. And how do I help my partner come to terms with a submissive sexual personality? So this is just a couple of lines, but it there's a lot of substance there. Oh, there absolutely is. There's a lot of questions. Yes. Uh, So I think we probably just break it down Mm -hmm. and take it one piece at a time. Uh, As far as turning off the dominant side of sex, uh, or turning off, turning off your dominant tendencies. Um, there has been research that indicated that kinky tendencies were as ingrained in us as gender preference. Um, so while it is, well, has been shown somewhat conclusively that certain childhood events can cause us to form fetishes, even though we don't realize they're pseudosexual at the time, um, there is some evidence that Kinkiness in general, you know, enjoying explorative sex is something that's kind of a hardwired thing. Uh, so I would advise probably against trying to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more something that needs to be managed. Uh, and I think it's very good that if you have, you know, if you have desires that are too much for your partner, it's good that you're looking for a way to try and work with that Mm -hmm. Um, and to try and make sure that your partner is comfortable because that's always the most important thing in sex is making sure that your partner is taken care of. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say if acting out the dominance is creating issues for your partner, uh, probably the only thing that comes to mind for me is to try to use fantasy to replace the physical actions. Um, During sex... You may be able to achieve what you need to by fantasizing about the domination without necessarily acting it out. And that might seem kind of weak and it might be kind of weak. Um, but I think if you have, if you have dominant tendencies that are strong enough that they are burdensome to your relationship, uh, they're probably significant enough that you don't want to just stick a cork in it. Well, you also have to be honest and open with the relationship that you're in because it might not be something that can work out for you either between the two of you uh, if it's just too much for her to handle. And depending on, you know, we'd have to have more information about how dominant you're talking and, you know, that kind of thing. And and the other situation is that using the safe words, you know, talking to her and being honest with her and, you know, I love having sex with you, but I the dominant side comes out in me. And, and just like when you're role-playing and you're having, you know, sex and the safe words are there, you should be doing the same thing with her. Even if she's more vanilla, you should be doing the safe word with her so that if at any point she becomes uncomfortable, you'll respect that and, you know, stop when she uses her safe word. Yeah. So, yeah, it's basically 
turning it off is not, and if, you know, even getting to the point of safe words, since we don't have that much information, you know, even getting to the point of safe words might be too much. I mean, some, for some people, you know, there just is not really any interest in kinky sex. Right. Um, and there are books out there for the submissive side and that, you know, she could listen to, uh, they have them on, um, Audible. Yep. Audible as well as if she likes to read, uh, cause some people just don't. And if she's driving to and from work, she could listen to it if she's riding by herself uh, to open up and expand her horizons to see if it's something that she's interested in. in. Again, we don't have enough information on that for me to give an honest and full answer on that. Um, because it might be something that she's not interested in. Not everybody yeah. can be something. Exactly. And it may, the natural tendencies may or may not be there. Even though you may feel like you perceive them, that doesn't necessarily... Well, that kind of gets into this. I don't want to get ahead of myself. That gets into the second part of the question. Uh, but it is certainly, you know, depending on how much of a mismatch there is there. Um, if the important, if the relationship is extremely important to you and you want to do everything possible to make it work, if there is a severe mismatch... Uh, you may want to consider some kink aware therapy, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily even couples counseling. Uh, if you are trying to, you know, if you're trying to work inside your own head to try to work with your own desires, it's the kind of thing that will often benefit a lot from a well-trained third party right. um, helping you out. So that's not necessarily your first step, but you might want to keep it on the table. And that's just a judgment call based on, again, how much of a mismatch there is and you know, how important the relationship is to you. Right. I mean, like, I'm not sure how long you've been seeing this person. Um, it, I mean, it, it obviously sounds like you have been having sex with her. Um, so it, she just might not have it in her. And on the other note, she may not know enough about it, doesn't know where to go to, for the research on it. Um, certainly we have episodes on our podcast that might be helpful. Uh, but there are books out there for the submissive person to, to learn more about it. And that actually brings us very neatly to the second part of the question, which is, how do I help my partner come to terms with a submissive sexual personality? And this is, this is kind of a delicate topic because we always want to maintain, make sure that a submissive's free will is being respected mm-hmm. and a healthy environment for that free will is being maintained. Uh, so I think it's important to make a significant distinction here. Um, the fact that you may accurately perceive a submissive tendency is different from your partner choosing to act on that submissive tendency. Right. Um, so it may be, it can be a tendency that is not also a desire. Um, so I think it's important. The, the first step in coming to terms with submissiveness is deciding that it's something that you want to explore. And without that conscious step, on the part of the submissive, uh, I don't see a whole lot of room for healthy exploration. Uh, we do not advocate that, you know, people just have whatever kind of sex is right in front of them just to make somebody else happy if they're not getting what they need out of it. Right. It's, I mean, it, if you have that dominant side in you, you obviously, it's, it's going to be difficult to turn it off because it's something that is in, inside of you. Uh, not saying that with, a lot of work that you couldn't, but if that's really who you are and what you feel, but you have to have a mate that can go along with that. And I'm not saying that she isn't. I'm just saying that she may or may not be, depending on how long you've been dating and how much you've talked about it. There's a lot of questions out there, but you know, um, there's information certainly out there for her to read to find out if it's something that she's interested in and she might want to try it. Just be very careful and use the safe words. 
you know, so that she feels very comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing that is kind of the obvious thing is maybe just trying to notch it back a little bit for the comfort of your submissive mm-hmm. and uh, even very experienced dominance, uh, which you may or may not be. You know, I don't know what your experience level is, but even very experienced dominance a lot of times with the new playmate, you know, have to make the conscious have to take the conscious step of toning it all down, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you are accustomed to playing with very enthusiastic players. Right. You know, with anybody who is new, especially someone who might be a little bit unsure, um, it can, I mean, it can be very easy to be overbearing Mm -hmm. because it can be a very intimidating, even if they enjoy it, even if they're getting that rush, they may not understand why they're getting the rush. Right. Um, So there is a book called Screw the Roses, Just Give Me the Thorns, which is uh, kind of an old standard. Mm -hmm. Um, And another book called The Loving Dominant, both of which are available on Amazon. Um, and which we link to periodically because they are two extremely good and widely respected resources. Exactly. Um, so reading that can, and, and of course, Dominus never stopped learning either. So, and you can read it together, uh, yes. you know, have a nice dinner, you know, and, and talk to her about it and say, you know, I'd like to go over this with you and see what your feelings are and what my feelings are. And, and if you talk about it, you might be able to come to the a middle of the road with it. So yeah, the, the two of you can take it a chapter at a time and it's, it's, Promotes healthy dialogue. All great sex is founded on good communication. And sometimes, if it's a fairly new relationship, the female doesn't know what you're all about. You know, if he's going to put me in handcuffs, am I going to get out of them? You know, because there's so many weird people out there today that, you know, it it tends to make somebody be a little cautious. But if you sit down, you read the books with her, you talk about it, she knows what her safeties are, and you know what they are, it could be all great. Yeah, so, uh, TB, if you have more information to add, we'd be happy to revisit that. You, know, mm-hmm. we didn't, you didn't give us a whole lot, so we did kind of have to do a lot of speculating, but hopefully we've been a little bit helpful. Right. Um, and that we is... We'd like to hear more. Yes, we'd certainly be happy to hear more and to revisit the topic. And that is our last question for the day. One last, or last couple things to mention. One, uh, the uh, I mentioned in the last episode that I was doing an interview with a very cool lawyer out of California, named David Pissarra. He does the Men's Family Law Podcast, and he had me on for his show, episode 20, uh, which is available on iTunes, and we had a fun conversation. I know. I listened to it. It was great. <laughs> it was very good. Yeah, it was a fun conversation, and it was a little different for me. You know, I mentioned on the last show, I you know, I was worried I might have to tone down my language, but he was like, oh, no, fuck no. I want the whole show, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have asked you on this show if I wanted somebody who was going to watch their mouth. So that was nice. It was good. Uh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, he handles... Divorce cases and family law for men only. So, if you are in that if uh, you are in that position, if you are a man who is getting or uh, considering a divorce, he might have some good information for you. He does get some cool guests on. You know, not to toot my own horn. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I am merely the latest cool guest. Uh-huh. And uh, is there anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap up today? Uh, nope. Just I got a lot on my plate to you know. Uh get ready for Cancun. That's only four months away. Yeah, baby. Vegas. Got to do some more research on that. Have to do that. So definitely, you know. You're slutty the globetrotter. (laughs) It's okay with me. Oh, I know it is. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) 
And as one last matter of business, we would like to ask the audience for a small favor. We would like to ask you to fill out a brief demographic survey. Uh, we are trying to streamline things with our advertising. So uh, potential advertisers like very much to know generally, you know, whether it's men or women, what age groups, et cetera, et cetera. It's, uh, I filled it out myself. It's about 10 quick, very basic demographic questions. Uh, but it will, among other things, help us make sure that we are getting advertising that you guys are like you guys are likely to be interested in. Uh, we're never going to fill up the whole show with ads, but we'd like to mix it up a little bit. Exactly. So if you would be so kind, uh, and there will be a link to this in the show notes, uh, go to survey.libsyn.com, Libsyn being L-I-B-S-Y-N, slash sexual dark age. And just fill out a quick brief survey. Now, it does ask for an email address, but that is absolutely in no way mandatory. Um, I don't even remember if I put my email address in there or not. But uh, yeah, do not feel obligated to put in your email address. And I think that wraps it up. Uh, did we give out a homework assignment? Not for this episode. No, not this episode. But did we do one a couple of times where I said I think this would be a good homework assignment? Yeah, you you gave out a homework yeah. assignment, which makes it your responsibility to remember what it was. Cause I'll I find am... out, but I just was wondering, you know, I, I didn't get much feedback from anybody. So just for the listeners out there, if you did the homework assignment, it was a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And uh, let us know how it went. So right on the bathroom wall. So that's all. I like the bathroom wall. I know you do. <laughs> I like the bathroom wall, That's where too. I got your number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not true i know it's not true <laughs> i know how you got my number <laughs> so everybody have a great weekend yep thanks much for listening and uh, we are always available uh, my email address is jvaltheros at gmail.com shara shara's is jvshara at gmail.com uh, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are not yet on Instagram and some of the other things because, frankly, there's only so much we can manage. <laughs> <laughs> we are, you know, I mean, we're it's getting better, but, you know, Facebook is probably the easiest yeah. uh, because of the fact yep. that I make sure to go on and post something every day for our listeners. Yep, so. and we have, uh, we have more interesting stuff coming up. We're trying to set up an interview with a friendly phone sex operator mm-hmm. who is a listener of the show. And uh, oh, we just got all kinds of fun stuff going we on. We do, yeah, so. Thank you. All right. So thanks again for listening. And until next time, this is JV and Shara reminding you that sex is one of the greatest things in life and there is always room for better. Always.